back to WrestleMania, you know, that's going to be in a couple of months. We're going to have more people carrying around briefcases. Maybe he just didn't, he wanted to get this briefcase off and done with and forget about it. And, you know, so there's not like potentially three briefcases going around during mania season. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. Listen, it's, it was weird. Um, I really thought Austin theory was winning. I really thought he was going to beat Seth. Uh, but man, when I saw him lose, man, <laughs> I think I even tweeted, um, you know, at Lucha outsiders, man, I just tweeted a bunch of like three rows of just laughing and crying faces because that was legit. My reaction. I just, it was hilarious. Well, like I said, you can't always hit home runs, all right? WWE product overall has been good, but, man, this is one of those questionable moments on uh, yeah, WWE. Yeah, Triple H has had a few of them. You know, the, the women's tag titles, those are uh, – those. that's another one, too, where he – I'm not really sure what he's doing with that. So it hasn't all been perfect, but for the most part, right, it's there's really good. not much to complain about, right. you know, considering what we have gotten for the past, you know, how many years under under Vince. All right, let's let's uh, let's change the pace a little bit. Let's uh, talk about some, some more positive stuff that's been happening. Can we, can we, you know, just, I know acknowledging Roman Reigns is a thing, but can we just acknowledge, like, Logan Paul? Yes. Yes. Woo! My God. Woo! Man. Woo! Let me tell you, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, ugh, chef's kiss. Great match. So good. Logan Paul, third match in. And I said this in a post, and I know some of the the, the diehards um, got a little bit, uh, felt a little type of way about it. But I said, you know, Logan Paul, third match in, has had better matches and performances than guys that have been doing this for years. Okay? Yeah. And that's a fact. He gets it. He gets it. Like Mm -hmm. like Leo said, he gets it. He gets it. Um, I know he was great at boxing. And obviously, uh, there's a lot of people that don't like him just due to some of his, uh, you know, Past shenanigans on you know being a YouTuber, etc., whatever. But listen, there's no denying this man's talent. I think he is phenomenal, and you know, out of the match, the Roman Reigns and 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 Logan Paul match. Anytime now that I think about that match, I think of that great picture of Logan Paul in midair doing like the the kind of like a, a a Superman punch punch type thing, and then. Roman Reigns is kind of like answering back with a punch of his own. That picture right there, that needs to be like framed. Like someone needs to do like something with it and be framed somewhere. I don't know what you want to do with it, but that visual right there is amazing. And, you know, also Roman Reigns, man. Roman Reigns, I said that in the same post, you know, praising Logan Paul. Man, when going back, let's say 2016, listen, Roman Reigns has always been a great performer, but. You know, we just didn't care about him because he was getting kind of like what I said about Austin Theory. He's just getting force fed down our throats, and that was a lot of go away heat. You know, people were getting tired of Roman Reigns. I was one of them. I, I used to boo Roman Reigns all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I can't wait to see him on my TV. I just his entrance alone, I pop his fifteen minute entrance with the bloodline. I look forward to that. Like in a couple, and listen, in a couple weeks, Survivor Series is happening, and and you know we we plan on going there. I'm gonna be looking forward to that bloodline entrance. Like I want to experience that entrance because it's like when this guy comes out, it's like the world stops, and the the whole world stops to acknowledge Roman Reigns and the bloodline. And I'll be crazy if I'm you know talking to myself back in 2016, saying like you know you're listen in 2020. 1, 2022, you're going to be singing high praises for Roman Reigns. I'm like, what are you, nuts? Come on, man. Yeah. I don't want to even see this guy on my TV. What are you smoking? But 
it's the thing with Roman Reigns now. It just feels real, right? Everything feels fucking real. The presentation, the entrance. The listen, I remember, I remember um, years ago, years ago, <laughs> when th- when this show first started. Every time, like the. I want to say like year one or year two of Lucha Outsiders, you know, when it came down to like the Royal Rumble, me and Leo used to have this joke, mm-hmm. like, oh, who's going to be number 30? And then you just hear, you know, the shield thing, like, Donna, Donna. We'd be like, no, right? <laughs> and they did it to us, actually. And they did it to us, right? <laughs> yeah. Now it's totally different, bro. Like, I now, look now forward. Popped. Now, listen, I look forward to see Roman Reigns, man. The guy, he's everything he says. Listen, all these different monikers that he has, the needle mover, head of the table. Tribal chief, God mode himself, the self the self proclaimed go to pro wrestling. Listen, he's all that. I have no problem saying it. He's all that, man. But nonetheless, this match was phenomenal. I love it. Uh, Ryan, what what did you think of this of of this match? And Logan when Paul. This match, when this match was announced, man, I know so many people that were like so down on it, saying what a joke it is. You know. Uh, Oh, Logan Paul's not beating Roman and this and that. And, oh, it's, it's only his third match in. He should not be fighting for the championship, this and that. I was intrigued from the jump, man. I really was because of what we've seen at WrestleMania from Logan Paul and then at SummerSlam from him as well. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by this. And this is a huge, huge, huge test for him. If he can hang with Roman Reigns, that he belongs in this business. I mean, I, I thought he belonged in it regardless but you know what I'm saying. Like, if he could prove that he could hang with the top dog of the industry, then there's no denying he belongs here. And my goodness, did he blow away everybody's expectations. I mean, really, like, that match was super fun. He is so athletic. Like you said, he gets it. His facial expressions, his playing to the crowd. He doesn't rush things. He's very – he sells well. Um, he executes the moves really well. Like I said, no – I really, I can't really tell you I've seen him botch anything, you know? And it's that's pretty crazy to me. The guy is not even, like, he's only been training for, I guess, a year now, maybe a couple months. I know he had his first match this year, but I know he's been training with Shawn Michaels and things like that. Um, but, man, he's crisp as all hell in there. He hits that buckshot lariat really good. He didn't botch that. Um, <laughs> Better than yeah. CM Punk, uh-huh. He freaking, uh, he, like, the picture you were referencing when he, you know, jumps off the ropes, man. Like, he literally jumped onto the um, the apron with no hands, just literally jumped on there like he was doing a box jump, and then springboarded just with ease. Like, he looked like freaking Ricochet doing that. I mean, it was just incredible. And then, you know, the frog splash, which is almost like his thing now, mm-hmm. uh, the frog splash through, through the announcer's table um, when he was, like, filming that on his uh, on his phone. I thought that was great. That was great. Uh, Listen, you he know, did he did Austin Theory's gimmick better than Austin Theory with the cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm way more interested in Logan Paul than I ever was in Austin dude, that, Theory. Let's tell you, dude, that visual of him doing like the selfie frog splash, just like I I must have watched that clip. I don't know how many times, like like hit from his from his phone, like the selfie, like you know, the one he posted. I'm like, look at this shit, bro. Like, it's so sick. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, like I like, hope it becomes like a thing with him. Like every time yeah. he does a match. He does like the selfie gimmick and do, he does like a, a frog splash or whatever he does, like an elbow drop with him holding the camera. Do you guys think that uh, a lot of the people that are giving uh, Logan Paul hate, just like Bad Bunny, because I saw EC3 the other day talking shit about Bad Bunny, um, that they're mad that these guys that haven't trained all their life, that always saw wrestling as a fan, now they're there and they're performing better 
than the guys that have been there? You think that it comes from that place, Mario, or just they're there to hate? I think it's a mixture of both. I think you have uh, some people that are bitter, but listen, facts are facts. Listen, I'll see Logan Paul wrestle whenever he whenever he's on a, on a marquee. Guess yeah. what? I'm I'm intrigued and I'm gonna watch him wrestle. You know who I'm not intrigued by watching, and that's fucking Tyrus in a main event for an NWA show. Well, that he, that he, he's like, my and, champion. Fuck that, <laughs> man. That that man. I don't want to even get. I don't want to even go down the rabbit hole yet with that. But like, this is a guy that. That's been wrestling for years, and he's hot garbage. Thank you, Tyrus. Terrible. He's he. Listen, I'm gonna say this on record. Say Tyrus that. is the worst wrestler going right now. Tyrus makes guys like um, Yoshihashi and Kona Reeves like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. That's how bad Tyrus is. Who who's that guy with the one leg? Gowan or something Zach like that. Zach Gowan? There you go. He makes Zach Gowan look better. Dude, it, it's that's who I don't want to see on my TV, but you know who I do want to see? Logan Paul. Logan Paul's great. Logan Paul is fucking great. <laughs> well, let's talk about, you know, unfortunately the injuries that he suffered after this match. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope, you know, I, I haven't really heard an update on it, but he said he'd like sprained meniscus, possible ACL or something like that. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I listened to his podcast and, um, you know, I, he looked fine there. I see like on his Instagram video, um, his stories, like he's posting videos of like him, like training and stuff and working yeah. hard. I hope he's ready for WrestleMania because I, or, you know, he's probably, he'll probably do like rumble and maybe mania too. But yeah, I mean like that would be terrible if he's out for an extended period of time and has to miss those two, uh, big events next year, because I want to see him uh, more and more and more. I mean, I, like I said, I genuinely really enjoy watching him. And listen, I was one of those guys, too, that was never really a fan of the Paul brothers. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I thought they were like just, you know, some idiotic YouTubers trying to get themselves Scumbags. over. Scumbags. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, they play the heel roles really well. And, you know, like um, and Jake and, and, and Logan, they both have boxed in the past. And I think Logan boxed Floyd Mayweather and all that crap that he was talking leading up to that fight. I thought this guy was just a huge jabron. Like, you're not going to beat Floyd Mayweather, bro. Like, you're a YouTube guy. You ain't going to – like, what a loser, man. But, like, ever since he stepped up in the WWE, and even at first, too, when he kept coming in, I was so against it. Even this year at WrestleMania, I was like, bro, I might go take a shit during Logan Paul's match at WrestleMania because I don't really care about him. But, my goodness, thank God I didn't because he was so impressive right from, from the get-go there. And uh, ever since, man, I've just become a massive fan of him. I uh, am dying to try his prime uh, um, uh, sports drink now, too. I want to, you know, I, I just. Oh, so you're, you're, you're just all, all in, in on Logan. On you're man. all I'm in all on in. Logan Paul. Bro, I listen to the Impulsive Podcast, <laughs> man. Like, I'm all, <laughs> all in. in. Like, all in. legit. He's the real in. freaking deal. He might be one of my favorite wrestlers. In the wow. And, wow. And, you know, favorite yeah. wrestlers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's about to tear his meniscus, too, just to be, <laughs> just to be like Logan Paul. <laughs> I will say this, since we're, we're on the topic of, like, the Paul brothers. Logan Paul, to me, is more likable than Jake. Jake yeah. has yeah. scumbag ran all over him. Logan Paul might be a scumbag, but at least he hides it well. You know, how about those? Uh, how about those Jake Paul uh, jabs? Hey. My goodness, you, woof! So, so what? What I see with these guys, right, and with anybody that that comes into this business, and uh, and I'm gonna date myself, right? I remember one of the first uh, non wrestlers that came into the WWE was Lawrence Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go back and look at that Lawrence Taylor Bam Bam Bigelow match, you see that Lawrence Taylor was just there for a paycheck. 
Like, they basically just saw him just stand there, just follow Bam Bam Bigelow. When he tells you, you tackle him, and, and that's how you win, right? But with Bad Bunny, with Logan Paul, these guys, or even the Miz, because Miz came not from wrestling, they put in the work. They put in the work to be able to come out on screen, and they get the part of the entertainer. And I think that's that's where the connection is. Because even Logan Paul being, you know, the heel, if you will, because you don't like him, you still tune in to watch him. So I think that I think that's that's the biggest difference with these guys that they bring in now where they get it and they're willing to put in the work. Mario. Yeah. Listen, I can't add any more to that. I think Logan <laughs> Paul is great. I, I really do. He's a great guy. Yeah. I don't know if Not he's yet. a great guy, <laughs> but he's a great performer. He's an okay guy. He just he's, did um, some shit in Japan. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it like that. Let's let's uh, let's uh, let's let's let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. You know what's not great? Why? What's not great? This women's division has been really wonky in WWE, man. I feel like the women's division all around in wrestling has been kind of wonky. But um, specifically with WWE, I really thought that Bailey was going to take this title away from Bianca. At Crown Jewel, Money in the Sand Eight. I thought the match was phenomenal. I thought the match was really, really good. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the spots. But if we're gonna still continue this feud into War Games, like I was so confused on Monday. While the segment wasn't entertaining, but I was so confused. I'm like, but how is this not over if Bianca beat Bailey? Like, mm -hmm. if we're gonna take it to War Games and we're gonna, you know collide once again you know with your your team here and your team there like don't you think ideally it would have made sense for bailey to take that title from bianca leading into war games and then to lead to another singles match afterwards or something or like the rumble like it just like why are we still having this feud like i get that alexa bliss and oscar had the titles for a week less than a week and then they dropped it again to excuse me to damage control but like why is bianca so hot you won your match. Why? To me, on paper, it makes more sense having Bailey take the title from Bianca. And then you continue telling the story. Another thing is, and I love Bianca to death. I love her. She's a great performer. It, it's, getting, it's getting close to like Super Cena vibes right now that I'm getting with her winning all these, these matches. We, we got we to gotta not break her down, but like... You know, arguably, not even arguably, it, I think it's safe to say that, you know, she's, you know, she's probably like the number one rest, women's wrestler of, of the year, right? But at the same time, it's like, we're we're getting like kind of Super Cena vibes from her right now. And like, why are we still having this Bailey feud? Like, why? If she won every single fucking encounter they had. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, uh... <clears throat> It was weird. So when they, they pulled the belts off damage control on Monday, I was like really just perplexed at that whole entire decision. I was like, wait, this makes no sense. Like, what are they doing with this group, right? This group should be like dominant, holding all the championships. Like, I don't understand. And then they, they booked the rematch for, you know, five days later at uh, the Crown Jewel. And then they win back the tag team titles. And I'm like, okay, like, I just don't understand the hot potato flip-flop with these, with these women's tag titles. Like, this is another thing that Triple H I don't think has booked well at all. And then I'm like, okay, well, after this, this is, it solidifies Bailey becoming champion, right? So the damage control could hold all the titles. Right. And I was just like, yeah, after the match, I just, 
did not understand it one bit. And then, yeah, this feed's continuing, obviously, now into war games. But even if, like, Damage Control wins war games, it's like, okay, but, like, where does it go then after that? Like, I, I, to me, like, I just don't understand where this is going. Um, I mean, I just want to say that that last woman standing match was absolutely excellent. Yep. I thought um, both ladies killed it. They have tremendous chemistry. I don't think either woman is incapable of having a bad match with, e- with each other. Um, it's so entertaining. Some of the things they did in that match, some of the spots, um, never seen before. I thought the ending, the finish was awesome too. Um, love Bianca Belair. I think she's one of the best women, uh, wrestlers in the world right now. And she's one of my favorites to watch on WWE, but I agree. Um, I think, you know, there's times where she kind of looks super Cena esque, um, here and there. Uh, she always wins matches and she's, I don't know if stale is the right word, but there's just something about her title run right now where it's just, it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, I think it's time for a new champion. I think Bianca's really good holding the belt, but I think she's even better chasing the championship. 1,000%. And that's with a lot of people. 1,000%. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, after the Bailey feud, I don't know, you know, assuming Bailey obviously doesn't win this belt because, you know, at this point, how could she? Um, I don't know who Bianca's next challenger would be after this, but, uh, geez, I don't know. I really don't know what they're doing. It just makes no sense with damage control as a group. I think they should be booked a lot better than they have been. Speaking of war games, uh, we have team Bianca versus damage control. You have Bailey, Nikki Cross, uh, Eo Eo Shirai, I, I still refuse to call her Eo Sky and um, <laughs> Dakota Kai. We still have a another spot for that team, and then you have on the other side Bianca, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar with two spots on that side. Who do we, who do we think in here? Who do we think on on each side? Because like I could see, I could see after what we saw on what. Well, so there was a theory because we uh, that we got um, Austin theory, not Austin theory, oh, but there was there, there was a theater there was a theory that I saw online after Monday Night Raw. Did you saw that that brief like backstage face off between Rhea Ripley and Bianca? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after I saw the of it on after like the OC stuff that we're gonna talk about like next, but yeah, they they kind of acknowledge one another, and I'm thinking like okay, they're teasing a match maybe for the Rumble or maybe at Mania, but then I also saw people online like oh they could probably fit in the spots for the for the War Games match. Then there's another theory, not Austin theory, but there's another theory that we're gonna see the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi. I'm not leaning towards that, but what where's your head at, Ryan? I am leaning towards that. Okay. I think that's a definite possibility. Um, you know, Sasha's hometown. Doesn't I know she has been te- teasing um, on Instagram about, you know, something happening soon. And uh, man, I think was... there was clips of her training. Oh, she um, looks great. Hey, Max. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it's possible that we see potentially Sasha coming back and joining um, Damage Control. And we see Naomi coming back and joining Bianca's team. I think that's wow, possible. wow, yeah, really. Yeah. So you're not even yeah. you're not even thinking Naomi and Sasha joining the same team together. You think they're going to be separated? 
I think there's a possibility that they are separated. Yeah, I think uh, now, I don't know that, why. Now, why but... do you feel that way? Is there a reason why you feel that way? No, no. There's just there's no. I didn't read anything. I didn't see anything. There's nothing that's giving me that. Hint. They've been together. Just... They've been together. Like at the all these different like yeah, red but, carpets yeah. and yeah. But I think you don't want that negative stigma of them both walking out. So if you're gonna bring them back in, not to have that stigma, I think what Ryan's saying is correct. You separate them. You keep them away from each other. And then when you decide to turn them healed, that's when you bring them back together. You know what's interesting about the Sasha Banks and Naomi stuff? How it was only a couple months ago where they walked out, right? Mm -hmm. What was that? When did they walk out? Was that what? May, June? It was after WrestleMania. So, so. it was like, I want to say it was like May or June. I could be wrong here. Yeah. That feels like it was a lifetime ago. Mm -hmm. Right. It feels like it was at least like January, February. It was only it like, you know, three or four months ago. It which feels is like a year and it's only been a couple yeah. months. That's how that's how the wrestling like world moves. Bro. Because that was BMC. Oh, that was before McMahon. Left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why, feels, that's why it feels such a long time. <laughs> yeah. Way. Yeah. No, it's uh, so. Yeah. I mean, that's. Rhea Ripley, um, to me, she's involved with the OC stuff, so it really wouldn't make sense to bring her into this. It just, I don't know, like to me, uh, and she's like a, a heel, so like if she's gonna, well, yeah, I guess she could join Damage Control. I, I, I just don't see the fit there. I really don't. It makes no sense. I think Sasha Banks and Naomi are uh, just make more sense to me. Um, and they, like I said, they could potentially both be on the same team, but I think it'd be cool if Sasha joined damage control and joined Bailey. Um, I just, you know, and heel Sasha is in my opinion, the best Sasha. So I just, I agree that that's what I would want to see. So I think it's a definite possibility. I think that's where we see her return. And I'm curious to see if they keep this a, um, a surprise, like until a uh, survivor series. Right. And then they, they like come in or if they like give it, to us like before uh, the pay-per-view i'm interested to see leo did, leo but. just gave me the confirmation about may 16th. Uh, it was may it was may when they walked out that's yep. <clears throat> a long time ago but yeah. doesn't feel like it <laughs> yeah i know it's fucking nuts speaking of fitting well fitting well you know hmm. uh, the oc they they got some backup in and me am and i saw some mixed reactions about it and but I, i'm cool with it i think this is a, a cool spot for me Yim. you know when we when we talk about the wwe bubble right not every not everything Mia Yim has done outside of wwe i'm just specifically talking about the wwe bubble we haven't really seen much of Mia Yim if you think about it because her mm -hmm. nxt run was i felt like it was like a cup of coffee it wasn't really we didn't get like a good chunk of her in nxt at all then we we saw what happened on 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 the main <laughs> roster with the retribution. Okay? T bar. Yeah. So we we saw what happened there, which is something I don't want to even think about, right? But we never really saw Mia Yim like do something like significant. Only stuff that she's done outside of WWE. And to me, as a guy that you know tries to keep you know stay on track with everything in wrestling, it's like you know what I I like the little connection. Because Mia Yim just finished doing Impact with the Good Brothers. They were together. They're working the same promotion in Impact. So I could see like in a world like, oh, you know, this was our, our homie from, you know, we traveled, you know, the country together or something like that. Like there's, a, there's like a loose connection there. I don't think she's officially part of the OC, but there's definitely an alliance and I'm here for it. And this is a perfect spot for her too because it's like, you know, with whatever's going on in the women's division it's like it's just like it's like a big mesh of shit right 
her joining the OC to to you know fight off Judgment Day. I I like it. I like it. And we're gonna get a, a Mia Yim Rhea Ripley match at some point. I think they're gonna tear it up. So I think this is a good spot for Mia Yim. Yeah, she's super talented, and like you said, she really got the short end of the stick. Never really got the good opportunity, you know. And NXT really didn't do much. Came up with, you know, Retribution. That was a disaster. Gets hey. released, you know, goes to Impact and kills it in Impact. Apparently, you know, like uh, she's she she did a lot of stuff there. Not even just in this run. I'm talking about like before she signed with WWE too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she did a lot. And um, listen, I don't mind Triple H bringing back these women. I mean, you could say like you know Mia Yim. You could say Emma's. Um, you know, I mean, like, I know a lot of people are down on it, like, oh, geez, what, what is he doing? But listen, I mean, let's just talk about those two in general, Mia Yim and Emma, two people that really just got the short end of the stick on the main roster. I mean, Emma had a great run in NXT back in the day, came up and did absolutely nothing on the main roster, never really got the opportunity. I'm okay with that. If Triple H is bringing these women back and he's got a vision for them and he's, he could book them, you know, somewhat correctly. I'm here for it, man. It's fresh. It's new, especially with Mia Yim. Like, nobody expected her to be the one to join the OC, right? Like, that was not on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's somebody to even the odds. They needed a woman, and it's a good way to insert her back into the fold. I, I don't have a problem with it either. I don't really know how anybody could, you know? I mean, what's if you have an issue with this and you're not a fan of it, like, I would love to know what the reasoning behind it is because it's just like, I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to not like this. I mean, she's getting another opportunity here and let's see what happens. And like you said, I think her and Rhea are going to tear it up and it's just, it's fresh women, you know, to, to join the division. I think it's much needed. They need, they need an injection into this women's division of, of new, new talent desperately. And, and we're seeing it. So. I do think though, why I'm happy that Miriam is back and, and she's part of the OC, or at least there's an alliance there. I, am concerned not worried yet but concerned that triple h at some point is going to run into the same problem that tony khan has been having bringing all these people back and at the same time it's like we see like i think mia made the right decision going back to wwe i don't think i don't think her going to AEW would have done much right now she goes back to WWE. she's part of a main storyline with the oc and judgment day perfect spot for her Let's flip. The, let's flip the the roles. Let's say Mia Yim would have went to AEW. What the fuck is she gonna be doing? Appearing on fucking dark and dark elevation. But I think Triple H needs to be careful because he could run into the same problem too. It's like there's only the there's only so many spots that you could give these people these talents on your show. You know, Mia Yim is fortunate. Boom, right into a main storyline. That's great for her. She made the right choice. I'm sure she's getting paid well. But we can't say that about everyone. Not everyone's going to get that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Triple H is doing exactly what Tony Khan did uh, when he first, you know, when AEW first went on the air. And it, even the first you know, few years, it's kind of just been all about all these, like, moments, these debuts, these, uh, you know, these big moments. And that's basically what it feels like with Triple H now. It's like you're waiting for the next, like, debut or re-debut because some of these people we've seen already uh before in the company so like you're just waiting to see who he's going to bring back next and when they're going to appear and you see all these names i mean chelsea green's another one that i just saw recently that is on wwe's radar i think she just finished up with impact and she might be on her way back um so it's just like yeah i mean it's he's he's got to be careful as well because yeah there's only so much talent that you could have under on your roster at one time, there's only so much TV time that you could, you know, book these talents on. And it's just, yeah, I hope he doesn't run into the same issue, but uh, certainly seems like it could potentially be going that way. So, yeah, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, bro. Speaking of uh, people coming back and, you know, question questionable decisions they make. By any chance, did you see what Braun Strowman tweeted out after the oh, crowd money in the sand eight? <laughs> yeah, what a clown, man. What a clown. Congratulations. You played yourself. So for those that have been living on the rock, he decided to go on this tirade. Listen, I'm all for bashing Melter and like, you know, you know, talking shit to him. I'm all for that. I'm cool with that. But it's like you could have stopped there with like, hey, we got 47 stars, uh, you know, in our match or whatever. We You could have stopped there. That would have been a nice little jab. That would have been clean. But then you go on to like talk shit and throw little dumb lines at like, you know, people that are spot wrestlers and you know what was one of the hashtags like swole is the goal or some shit like that it's like all muscle no fucking brain cells like what's wrong with you dude and then he goes out and with another tweet saying like i was just kidding guys i have respect for all the men and women shut up bro like you're a fucking idiot yeah creating heat within his own locker room when half the guys on the roster are those flippity floppity guys that he's talking shit about like uh, you know, I think Mustafa Ali tweeted at him, Ricochet. I mean, like, what a just what an idiot, man. Like, listen, you could you could love your type of big man wrestling and, you know, represent it the way you want and be proud of it and everything. But don't disrespect everybody else who's doing something different. I mean, wrestling is a buffet. How many times have we said that? It's different styles. Not yep. everybody's going to wrestle the same style. So why bury one thing over the other? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, we get it. You're I mean, how, how what is he like? Like. How much does he weigh? I don't even know. He's a monster, though. He's a monster among men. You know, we get that. He's he's a freak of nature. He's a, a one-of-a-kind a type of athlete, the way he looks. But, like, don't disrespect the other guys who aren't as big as you and, you know, show off this athleticism of, you know, doing flips and shit. Like, I always hated that when people would talk about the Young Bucks and Will Ospreay the same exact way. Like, oh, my God. Like, FTR, I remember back in the day, and whether this was gimmicked or not, like they would always talk shit, like, oh, all fists, no flips, this and that. Like, dude, like everybody's style is different. Everybody's in this in industry for a reason because they bring something different to the table. So I just don't understand why that tweet was necessary. It's so funny how he just basically uh, retracted his statement after everybody came idiot. after him. He ended up deleting that tweet too. <laughs> Jericho um, said something. I think Jericho tweeted out like, "Hey, I used to, I used to, um, I bag think he's groceries. Like, yeah, I used to yeah. bag groceries too. <laughs> something yeah. like that." Such an idiot, oh. bro. Like, honestly, I don't know how anybody can like this guy. I was, I, I have not been a fan of him since he went off on the Indies. Um, yeah originally like years ago i forget what, what that was about what he mm. said something like uh during the pandemic when the indie wrestlers couldn't find a job he's like oh like you know i don't even know what he said but i ever since then i, I had no respect for him and even now too he just proving me uh he's just proving to me that like yeah i'm just never gonna be a fan of this guy ever like what a joke um uh, I don't even know what else to say. He's an he's idiot. Just, he's he, just he acts like a, he acts like a child it's yeah. just like i said all muscle no brain cells yeah yeah it sums it up perfectly you mentioned Mustafa Ali. Did you notice? Yo, I don't know what's 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 going on with Mustafa Ali, but man, this guy, every time he appears on my TV, it's like another guy. All, great talent, but this presentation of Mustafa Ali, like, I don't know if you noticed. Now, granted, the, the crowd on Monday Night Raw was atrocious. Probably one of the worst crowds that, you know, they've gotten all year. But did you even, when Mustafa Ali first teased, like, he was going to be, like, Seth Rollins' like, uh, you know, to the open challenge mm -hmm. before, like, Lashley, like, like, you know, attacked him? Did I let out a big sigh? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Did you? But did you? Did you hear the crowd too? The crowd started like groaning, like, oh. like I don't know what it is, but like, 
I kind of wish Mustafa Ali go, went back to like his original version before he got hurt when he was like getting that push when uh, uh, Brian Danielson was like like pitching to work with him. Remember mm-hmm. when he was like the Planets champion and mm-hmm. I think he was like part of like a triple threat like that year at the Rumble and then Mustafa Ali got hurt and I think the plans were that he was going to face uh, Brian, Brian at WrestleMania instead of Kofi. Instead of Kofi. Yeah. Remember that presentation of Mustafa Ali? He used to come out with the mm-hmm. mask and the lights and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the song was different. Give me that version of Mustafa Ali. Like I feel like people like bit into that. This version of Mustafa Ali is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, wrestlers like Mustafa Ali in this industry where they're just great wrestlers, really, really talented wrestlers. Great. They'll, you can throw them in there with anybody and they'll have like a five-star classic on Raw if you give them 15, 20 minutes, whatever. But it's just like, how many guys do we have in wrestling like that? You know, like, I just feel like Mustafa Ali's lacking something else, whether it's personality. Um, I don't know. I mean, like you said, coming out with the light up mask when he was like a big baby face mm-hmm. and stuff. I think I he like connected that. more to, yeah. to kids and stuff like that because uh, the kids would like, you know, dress up like him and stuff with the glove and everything. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. I'm glad he's getting TV time because I guess now he's not frustrated. Like he he wanted his release like not too long ago and now he seems happier under Triple H, which is great. But yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. There's just something about him. And it's the same thing with Ricochet, too. I don't know if, like, every anytime I see Ricochet on WWE TV now, I'm just like, Ugh. like, I don't know what it is. I love Ricochet. I think he's talented as all hell, but, like, he just does absolutely no personality for me anymore. No personality. Just, like, nothing else other than being a good wrestler. And to me, like, after a while, it's like, okay, I've seen you in, like, the best matches you could possibly be in. But, like, now I need some more to, like, keep me invested in you. And it's... I don't know. Coincidentally, they're both wrestling on Friday night uh, next week in the World Cup on SmackDown, and they're going to have a great match. But other than that, it's just like, I, I don't know. And I hope Braun Strowman's back there to watch that on the TV because I'm sure he'll get a kick out of that. There's no layers to any one of these guys, and that's what's happening. I think Mustafa Ali, the only time he had layers with him, again, like you said, when he had the whole glove thing. That was dope. And I think the only time Ricochet ever had layers was when he was Prince Puma. You're absolutely right. He actually 1, had he had a backstory. So not only you had the good wrestling in the ring, but you had a backstory. Prince Puma, baby. I thought I thought uh, Leo was going to go complete what? other direction. No, with what the, with the ricochet comment? No, wait, wait, wait. where did you think I was going to go? <laughs> a little, just leave it there, Leo. Let's just <laughs> no, leave it but there. Now I want to know. Okay, just, just, write, write it down for after the show. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Ryan. I think Ryan got yeah, what I was going to say. I, I get. I get what you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that went over my head. Nothing goes okay. over my head. I'm pretty fast. All right, all right. Uh, okay, one more thing on WWE. <laughs> Usos New Day. I don't care how many times mm-hmm. you see this match, how mm-hmm. many times you've seen it in the past, but they're the equivalent to Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. No matter how many times you see this match, they deliver 1,000%. I think the last time they had a tag match was the beginning of the year. I think it was at day one. I could be wrong, but, man, this match at SmackDown was incredible between the Usos and New Day. And, once again, the Usos are the ones... And they're still your WWE World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I didn't mind seeing this match again uh, for the simple fact of that these two are the best tag teams in WWE in the past decade, mm-hmm. maybe even more so. Um, and they, you know, Usos are going for the record, so it only makes sense for them to defend against the New Day before they break the record. I mean, you know, after all these classic battles that they've had, and the Usos, I mean, the New Day at one point were uh, longest reigning champions as well, but... Uh, congratulations to the Usos. They absolutely deserve it. Let me tell you, unless Triple H plans on building an actual tag division 
these guys should hold these belts for, I yeah, mean, for another, ever. I mean, like even, even when Roman drops this belt, which probably will happen sometime in early part of 2023, I, I believe. <laughs> um, yeah, I know my reaction. Exactly. Um, even, even when he drops the belt, I think the Usos still need to hold on to these tag titles though, because there's literally nobody else better than them right now. And I know, you know, because I actually watched SmackDown on Friday, um, really good show. I know they had the Viking Raiders come back and everything like that. So, like, there's potential for, like, like a tag division. But I just don't see how uh, Triple H has done nothing to improve the tag division and make it relevant at all. So, until then, Usos should just keep beating literally everybody in their way and just hold these belts for another two years for all I care. They're on a roll right now. Usos are fucking great. I'm glad that the tag champs, they should, like, I agree with you 1,000%. Unless you're going to plan to do something with the tag division, they should hold on to these titles for a very long time. But you mentioned the Viking Raiders. They're great. Listen, they're, they're great. They're great workers, but they, they returned with Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan decided to completely rip off uh, Max, the Max the Impaler gimmick. This girl... <laughs> Took everything from Max the Impaler. For those that don't know who uh, Mac, uh, Max the Impaler is, she's an ind- well, let me not say she because she's non-binary, I believe. Uh, this person hey. is a, uh, this person does this whole kind of like, what's the what's the wor- word I'm looking for? Like the gimmick, like the visual. It's like kind of like, let's say if like the world went to shit and everybody's like rogue. Mad, Mad Max 2000. Yeah, there you go. Mad Max 2000 yeah, that's what I'm gimmick. Here for. And Sarah Logan completely just took the whole gimmick for Max the Impaler. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no no shoes and the face paint and the... Uh, Down to the color brown of her fucking clothes, dude. <laughs> it was an interesting get-up, let me tell you. I don't know. Um, I know she's married to one of them, right? That's I probably believe... Why she's, I believe... Each other. The I believe, bald one. Yeah, Ray Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? And... I'm sure people might feel a certain type of when I say this, but I think I've said this in the past. I could be wrong. I'm not a big Sarah Logan guy. I don't think she's good in the ring. Maybe she's gotten better. I, I remember when I was trying to come up with something to praise her, I remember saying that she's like a great seller in matches. Like she knows how to sell her ass off. But when it comes to like in-ring work, she just does, doesn't do it to me. I, it doesn't do it for me. I believe I believe when Sam was still on the show, I remember us having this discussion on air and I think he was trying to like defend her. And I'm like, Dude, she does nothing for me. It's Poor like, Sam, always defending. <laughs> it's just it's Sarah Logan just does nothing for me. Like, good that yeah. she has her job back, but like, besides the role that she's in now, you know, kind of being like a valet for the Viking Raiders, I I just don't see much with her. The Viking experience, remember? Hey. Viking experience, never forget. Yeah, yeah, she was always the one that was like out of the um, the riot squad that was just like whatever you know yeah. mm-hmm. uh never really gave a shit about her either but hey you know i know when she lost her job she was very upset about yep. that uh but she's got they got a young kid now yep. and everything um so i'm glad to see her get her job back listen i'm gonna give it a chance mm-hmm. um you know i i'm not listen the viking raiders war machine whatever the hell you want to call them viking experience i've always been a huge fan of them i think they deserved a lot more uh than what they've gotten on the main roster so if you can implement them back into the mix in the tag division and make them you know a dominating relevant team again i guess i could deal with whatever the hell sarah logan's gonna be doing ringside with that i mean i don't really know like i i, I just i don't get it you know as of right now so i'm gonna give it a chance but it was definitely uh very unexpected and i think they played video packages for her so everybody knew it was gonna be her coming back but nobody expected her to uh 
adopt this gimmick that she has adopted. So it's a little strange. And and they're only what are they calling her? Valhalla or something like that? Something with a V. Valhalla. They're calling them some weird name. Really? Yeah. I I didn't even peep that. That's how interested I am yeah. in this shit. It's like some <laughs> some weird name. Michael Cole was like Valhalla's here or something like that. I'm like who? You know, like I don't know. Well, it's it's the the Valhalla, the that big ass ship from the Viking times, and and I guess that's what they were trying to do with like her headpiece. That they totally dropped the ball when like she turned around and like she started running because mm. like they took that off the screen. I guess. Okay. Great job, production. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I mean, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it was just one time, and they were just beating people up. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they do bring layers to her. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to give it a chance because you know it's you know the famous things let it play out, right? So mm-hmm. I don't want to judge anything right off the bat because sometimes when you judge things immediately, they turn out to be you know some pretty decent you know things sometimes. So I'm going to wait a little bit before I totally bury this. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just now like you, just like you did Ring of since, Honor. Since we- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- don't, don't test me. Don't test so- me. <laughs> Since we're on the the conversation of bearing, right, I'm really curious to know Ryan's thoughts on the next thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, God. But first, play my volumes, Leo. It was up. I haven't touched it. Oh, this shit fucking froze. Damn it. What the fuck happened? Well, which one were you trying to use? Go ahead. Oh, hold on. Here we go. go. Congratulations. You played yourself. Let's try this again. No? No, it's not playing. God damn it. I didn't do anything. Yo, it's legit not playing. Uh, audio error. Please restart your computer. Well, well that's you just well, there fucking you go. great. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations, you play yourself. Uh, well, yeah. Hey. Man, what a box. Anyways, I was trying to play Jeff Jarrett's theme, and it completely botched. <laughs> That's a great song too. All right, so I don't it think is any, a great song. so I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. had this on on their bingo card, but Jeff Jarrett made his AEW e- debut and w- cut a fucking promo of the cinch on like it felt like the wrestling industry, but it was towards AEW, and now he's part of like this new like TNAEW stable with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Listen, I don't hate it, but I feel like Jeff Jarrett's impact no pun, with AEW is going to be more of a backstage thing than what we're seeing on TV, if that makes sense. Well, that's what Tony Khan said. And thank God for that, because I don't hate it if he's going to be working backstage. Listen, AEW needs as much help backstage as possible. They need as much experienced veterans that know what the hell they're doing backstage as possible. I don't hate the fact that they hired him for that. Um, He's obviously got a wealth of experience. He knows what he's doing. That's great. As far as seeing him on screen on TV, I do not need to see that. All right, they're doing this little program with Darby and Sting. They're going to wrestle the pay-per-view. Okay, whatever. After that, I just hope he's not dominating our TV screens week after week after week. Because AEW is starting to feel like TNA back in the day, where they're just bringing in literally everybody. When Hogan and Bischoff took over... (laughs) Oh my God, dude! Like when when Jeff Jarrett uh, made his debut, when you know he um, whacked Darby Allen with the guitar, then they did that swerve with Cole Carter and the Sting get up and all that. I was just like, oh my God! Like Jeff Jarrett is the last guy we need to see right now on AEW television. The the product is already ice cold, 
And now you're bringing a guy that literally nobody is going to be really interested in yeah. seeing on screen. I mean, let, let's be honest. Who's actually going to care about seeing Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, he's cutting interesting promos. I mean, he went after the camera guy, whatever, on Wednesday, this and that. He should have. Yeah, I really was waiting for him to hit him with the guitar. I, yeah, me too. I, I was waiting for that too. That, that, that felt weird. And then he just ran away and that was it. And they just went on to the next segment, like very like abrupt. I was just like, what the hell is this? I don't know, man. I, I and I know, like, um, you know, you're a Jay Lethal guy. I know, you, like, you, you know, uh, you got some history with Jay back in the day and all that stuff. He's getting way too much TV time for my liking. Satnam Singh, does this what does this guy offer? You know, he's um, big. But <laughs> I don't know. I just don't care about this entire group. This TNA CYA, uh, whatever the T- hell you want to be. TNAW. TNAW. So, group, whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't care about either any of these guys at all. So let me ask you, Mario, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, as a character, as a wrestler, as a whole, is he that WWE Jeff Jarrett, that TNA Jeff Jarrett, the the Impact Jeff Jarrett, the CZW, whatever the hell he was, Jeff Jarrett? Because to me, his whole gimmick is from the '90s, dude, and even before the Attitude Era. Well, this version of Jeff, Jeff Jarrett to me is kind of like he's been doing like this last outlaw type gimmick um, since he's gotten in phenomenal shape. He, mm-hmm. The presentation of Jeff Jarrett has been what we've been seeing in GCW, what okay. we saw for Ric Flair's last match when he, uh, him and Jay faced off against uh, Andrade and Ric Flair. So that's the presentation of, you know. Jeff Jarrett, like, mm-hmm. listen, this is not going to be like one of these cases in the in the mid two thousands. Every time we heard Jeff Jarrett's theme song, it's because he's going to like take the title off of someone. Okay, like that's <laughs> not that's not the Jeff Jarrett we're getting in AEW. Like, let's listen, hope not. let's Jeez. hope not. I mean, yeah, t- Tony Khan has done some questionable stuff, but I I don't think he's that stupid. I, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's that dumb. But um, listen, <laughs> but we have time. No. We one we have time, <laughs> but two, I'm not listen. I, I love when Ryan goes on these little rants. Like a couple weeks ago, Ryan went on a rant about Carl Anderson. So I, I definitely enjoy this for like entertaining pur- purposes. But like, I don't necessarily mind seeing Jeff Jarrett on my TV. I do think and feel kind of like what I was saying about WWE. Like, how many talents are you going to keep bringing in? AEW is just out of control. You you have two companies, one with just one TV deal because Ring of Honor is still in limbo. We don't know what's happening with Ring of Honor, and you continue still bringing in talent in. Bandito has signed a deal with AEW, so Bandito, love Bandito, my second favorite luchador, but at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> I think Bandito signed with AEW because it's going to be beneficial for him because he could go back to Mexico. He doesn't have to do the WWE schedule. He could st- He's open to still wrestle in other promotions, so I think that's why he picked that. And you get new eyes on him, too. True, but yeah. at the same time, you have a plethora of talent in AEW, man. Like, way too much. Too man. much, it's, man. It's, well, I mean, like I said, in the case of <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, they they hired him for the backstage stuff. So, like, okay, that's fine. But I mean, like this, but like they have so much talent on their roster. So why is Jeff Jarrett taking up TV time every week? You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like after this pay per view match, like I just hope he doesn't like continue to be on TV every single week. I mean, I want to see these other guys and girls on TV. This is like literally my problem. Why, like, I just don't understand. First of all, I didn't even I didn't even know Jeff Jarrett even left WWE. I had zero clue. When he yeah. showed up on AEW, I was like, what is this guy doing here? He was the first I mean, one that got fired by Triple H, by the way. Was he? Yeah. I, I must have missed that. He was he was just at SummerSlam refing the Usos match, wasn't he? Against the Street Profits? Yeah, and I think like shortly after that was it. Mm-hmm. Cuz remember, I had no clue. Cuz remember he he 
was signed with WWE. I think he was uh, head of um, he was the live same. events or something yeah, yeah. like that. He and was the then, same what he got hired for by uh, Tony. I Khan. think he's yeah. I was gonna say he's doing that for yeah. AEW now mm-hmm. with the live events. So I mean that's great. That's fine. But again, like even somebody like him, like he should even like be the first one to be like, okay, like I don't want to take up TV time like from these you know young men and women. And and if he was coming in to work with somebody who's a young and up and comer and being a mouthpiece for them, that's different. He's working with Jay Lethal, bro. Like, <laughs> Nothing Jay Lethal is not a young up and comer, bro. He's like a vet who's like close to hanging it up. Okay, like come on. I don't know. I that that's just me. I mean, that, that's it's exactly like what we're seeing with JBL and Baron Corbin on WWE. It's like, can JBL manage somebody younger than Baron Corbin, a guy who's been on the roster for how many years now and hasn't really done jack shit? Mm-hmm. So, well, oh, now he's got JBL. Now he's going to be a big deal. Like that. That like, if you're going to bring in a vet like that and have him take up TV time, let it be beneficial for a young up and comer to get them over. That's just my opinion on it. Well, it's safe to say that Ryan's not a fan of TNAEW. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not. I, listen, oh. AEW's got way more money than TNA ever did, so obviously, you know, let's hope they don't, you know, ruin what TNA literally almost had. They were they were up here and then they went slowly down. And hey, kudos to them; they're still around today. But so, they could have been a bigger deal than they than they ever were. So. so I did a little bit of production right now. Oh boy! And I went to the Wikipedia of the AEW personnel, right? Between men and women, they have 151 signed talent. With three hours of TV and time 51. A week. That doesn't count the on-air personnel, the commentary team, the coaches. 151. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I listen. I don't think AEW is going to go out of business or anything like that. That's no, not. That's not no. my concern. That's not what I'm saying either. But I. I am. I don't listen. I think about it. How about that? I'm not worried. I won't even say concerned because I don't think AEW is going to go anywhere. But I do. Let's point out the obvious, okay? AEW is not drawing the same amount of people they've been they were drawing a year ago. Okay, they they you know they they're not getting full houses. Listen, when they went to DC a couple weeks ago, they didn't they didn't book the same venue they booked. For the first dynamite, the first dynamite, I believe they uh, they uh, had dynamite at um, I believe where the where the Washington Wizards played. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I think they yeah, the arena. They, big arena, big yeah. arena. When they were in DC a couple weeks ago, they they picked a smaller venue. So yeah, they, they picked the high school as well. So what 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 Leo? They picked the high school. Come on, man. I thought I thought you literally said that's where I went to high school. <laughs> no, that's literally what I thought you said. No, but like I, I I see stuff like that, and I'm not I'm not big on ratings. Okay, like I enjoy AEW still. Like I enjoy every single week. I enjoy the show, even with like some of the questionable stuff that they've done. Okay, I still enjoy the show, but like it does. I do look at that. and I'm like, that's not really good. It's not good. I, I, I you know. It's not good yeah. at all. I, I believe that Full Gear, which is next week, and we're going to. I believe Full Gear, they're close to selling out, which is good. That's but that's a pay per view. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. when it comes to like dynamites, it, it, I'm looking at this shit. and I'm like, yo, they're not they're not drawing the same amount of people. What's happening? Yeah, it's go, go ahead, go ahead, Leo. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, what I'm saying is, what's happening is they're not evolving. If you look at the AEW product. To me, it kind of they've gone into that like sophomore that right after the the honeymoon phase, where hey, you got to bring some flowers sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you got to do something. 
and <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett is not those flowers that you need. Just saying, just saying. You, they, exactly. they need they need to change it. They need to get something to get butts in the seats. And again, Paul White is not that one to move the needle. I'm sorry. It's like think about it, Mark Henry, and I'm sure he does shit backstage. Okay, I'm not listening. I'm not. I'm not yeah, trying but- to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bury Mark Henry here. But think about it, like. Mark Henry's job in AEW. I'm not including his backstage stuff. Okay, I'm not including I'm not including that. But a but Mark Henry's AEW job is every Friday night on Rampage to say, "Well, that's enough talk. It's time for the main event," and he gets paid that's for it. doing that. That's his job. They hired yeah. Mark Henry just to say a tagline on Friday. But don't you think that's a waste of money of course and time it's a waste. and space? Of course. And listen, we don't know what Mark Henry does uh, does backstage. I'm sure he does do stuff backstage. So keep him backstage. But for TV reasons, all he does, his job is just to say a tagline. That's it. And now Orange Cassidy looks like he's stealing his gimmick, which I, I get a kick out of every <laughs> it's pretty single. Funny. So, yeah, like I I had nothing to do this week, you know, so I actually watched Rampage for whatever it was worth. I was so <laughs> bored. Um, but, man, it's so funny how – I forget who Orange Cassidy faced. Um, Mark someone Henry. Like one, of, one of the factory guys, uh, and, like, uh, he cuts the Lee, promo. Lee something. Lee, Lee Johnson. Lee yeah. Johnson. He cuts the promo, and then, like, you're waiting for a retaliation from Orange Cassidy, and all of a sudden he just whips out the microphone. I think there's been enough talk. <laughs> and then, like, Mark Henry's going, hey, hey, you're still my kid. Like, yo, it's so freaking funny. Oh, my God. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, no, I mean, listen, what about Paul White, the big show? Yeah. It'd be I got show. him under contract, right? It's- to do what? To, to commentate Dark Elevation? Man, Does anybody show. watch that show? No. I don't like- even think Tony Khan watches that show. <laughs> and he pays for it. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's... uh. It's a big problem, but hey, he's got the money, I guess. So as long as it's not hurting his pockets, but it is hurting his pockets. He's gonna keep doing what he's doing, guys. He's gonna keep putting fifteen match pay per view cards together. He's just gonna keep bringing in every wrestler under the sun, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes. By the way, uh, Ren Idrovo, our fan from uh, the Midwest, is saying, and Orange Cassidy does it better than Mark Henry. I agree. Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with that. (laughs) It's pretty funny. But but again, like like you're saying, he it doesn't hurt his pocket, right? Um, it does because at the end of the day, if your business does not take off, or if your business cannot shorten the gap between number one and number two, then you're gonna go out of business because there's only so much money you could pump into it. Again, they're business people at the end of the day, and they can make all the decisions they want, but the accountant is the one that has the last word. Once the accountant says, you know what, instead of getting a hundred million, you're gonna get twenty-five, then you're really gonna get hurt because you haven't developed anything new. You're gonna have to get rid of all these big contracts. So who's gonna watch it then? You're gonna you're gonna have another and you know, NWA, you're gonna have another uh impact when they went through the whole issues or Ring of Honor too. So it is gonna hurt their pockets eventually. And that sucks. Well, you know what not does even. not suck, and that's these elite. Luchaus had a show. Well, that too, but the elite teasers that we've been getting the past couple weeks. Yes, I'm yeah. excited for the elite to return, man. Uh, I said it before when this whole thing went down. You know, at um, brawl out, if you want to call it. You know, the the, the, the press <laughs> like uh, scrum like fight situation. I said it. You know, I get from a business standpoint why Tony had to do what he did. You know, suspending all parties, but. You know, uh, to me, the 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 elite, the young bucks and Kenny Omega didn't get a, a, a 
they didn't get done right by all this by getting mm-hmm. suspended and against the title stripped by them you know because you know for the delusional cm punk fans that agree with everything the man says like listen cm punk was asking for for what ended up happening okay you know you mean talk tough on a microphone form and uh, in a public forum and you're just bearing talents and you're burying the company what do you think is going to happen you're burying the people that got you there exactly and it's a, it's an unfortunate situation but i'm glad the the bucks and and kenny omega are coming back and i, I can't wait for that pop bro now my question to you ryan is clearly they're teasing they're going to make the return at full gear but do you think they're going to appear do you think they're going to have a match do you think they're going to like I don't know. Like, what? What do you think is gonna? What? Are, what do you think we're getting with the Bucks and and Omega here? Are they gonna be like kind of like? Clearly, they're gonna be cheered, right? Like, they, there's it's gonna be impossible mm-hmm. to boo oh, yeah. these guys. But like, are, are is their fight? Is their mission to go against the machine because they try to delete the elite? Like, what's gonna be their end goal here? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, these videos and stuff. I mean, if if them just kind of like disappearing from like everything AEW, you see like the backstage controls or whatever. Somebody's like deleting them out of everything. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, if if the plan is for them to come back as heels, that's not going to work. No, because you like I said, it's they're hundred percent going to be cheered. Um, I don't know. It is interesting too because you know the the last thing we saw of them this past Wednesday was them in the full gear graphic, so teasing heavily that they're going to be making their return at full gear. So I'm wondering if they actually get booked in a match because I know Death Triangle, the current champions, they have a match next week on Dynamite mm-hmm. um, against Top Flight and somebody else, and um, <laughs> I think we see the elite there. Look at those trios championship getting defended against top stars. Yeah. And some other yeah, well, guy. That's, I know, because I, I think the other guy is is not even signed. I forget who it is. I think it's some indie name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot who it is. He's with Top Flight again. How these guys got the tie tag title opportunity? I don't know. And this is the again. This is the problem. The booking. Yo, you know what? You know what's crazy? I'm right now beating myself up mentally because I I know it's Top Flight, but I can't think of the third guy. It's it's not a guy signed to AEW. I'll tell you that right now. It's not because I think it's. It's some Joe Schmo that I think he's probably been around on Dynamite. I mean, who knows? He could be signed. He just didn't get the All Elite graphic. Who the hell knows? I mean, it, it, he could be one of the 150 talents signed. Who the hell knows? I put Top um, Flight Trios Championship, and it says Girls Softball Tournament. Top Flight Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> who? Are, yo, who's I'm that? looking. I'm looking. Who the hell's their uh, partner? Leo's That's on just... it. Leo's on oh, it. Oh man, it's, just... <laughs> it's mentally beating me up right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, um, come on. Um, you got uh, AR Fox. AR Fox. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Hey, no, he's not signed. AR Fox. I don't even know what the hell he looks like. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of him and I've seen him before. Seen no, him listen, a- a- AR. Listen, AR Fox is a is an incredible talent, there. but no, he's not. Sure. He's not. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's incredible, but I mean. Again, like this is the thing. They got a hundred and fifty signed talents, <laughs> and they bring in an AR Fox randomly, and he's getting a title opportunity. Should have put Jeff Jarrett. Why? <laughs> Why? Then, if that's not bad enough, and again, I know a lot of people are fans of this certain fella, but on Rampage next week, on a live <laughs> Rampage, fella. they're doing a, a live Rampage in the Prudential Center the night before the pay per view. Now, people who are in town for the pay per view are going to be there. They're bringing in these two Japanese wrestlers to face Eddie Kingston and Ortiz on on Rampage. And, oh, my God, the Internet's going nuts. Oh, my God, what a match. I'm looking at these two. I'm like, this does nothing for me. 
I want to see AEW. I want AEW talent. But you know what? You know, uh, Ryan, can you say that one more time? Because (laughs) I'm still trying to get over (laughs) you calling AR Fox a fella. What's no, happening? I, What's happening on Red Page yo, again? The chat Eddie is going Kingston crazy. and Ortiz are facing these two Japanese wrestlers. One is Takeshita. Takeshita's great, though. He's great. Yes, he's great. But it's just like, like, like he's not signed. And I don't know, some other dude from Japan. I've never heard of him in my life. I don't know. I, I don't think I've heard of him before. I don't even know what his name is. So you but, have, you, I'm sorry, real quick. You have Chris Wren, Serge Obscure, Damon Chan, uh, Iridian, uh, who else? Damon Chan, Antonio Rodriguez, Tone saying what's up. Um, they're all saying AR Fox, and Damon Chan is saying he is not a Joe Schmo. He's actually really good. But again, you have no I'm layers. Sure he is. I'm not saying he's not good. I am not saying that. I'm just saying I want to see the signed AEW talent. Why is a guy who's not even signed getting a title opportunity? You can't take these belts serious. I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. I've seen him wrestle before. He's super talented. I'm sure the match is going to be phenomenal. But make it make sense. Why are they randomly getting a match? And what is his affiliation with Top Flight? If any, dude, any like casual viewer. I wonder if AR Fox trained them. I'm because I know AR Fox runs a, a wrestling school. He's actually the one that trained Austin Theory. So I'm curious. I'm, they might that might be the connection. But how do we know that? I get yeah, what you're saying. There's no the layers. Yeah. yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, and dude. Like for a guy who like literally. So my neighbor, he watches AEW every week. He doesn't really pay attention to, to the Indies. He has said in the past. He hasn't said anything about this AR Fox, but he says like you know when the guy Josh Woods comes in or the, the Goods Woods, you know the guy I, I buried a long time ago too. <laughs> When all these randos come in, he's like, bro, like, I swear to God, I watch this show every week, and I just don't understand why these people are here. I'm like, dude, I know. Like, I don't get it either. He said It's the randos. same exact thing. Why is AR Fox getting a, um, a main a, a spot on Dynamite in a big-time match when you got guys that are under contract that we haven't seen in a while that are just nowhere to be found other than Dark? I know what I'm clipping. It makes I, no sense. On this episode, I know what I'm clipping, and I'm going to put it as a reel on Instagram, on IG. Oh it's going to be... <laughs> Ryan going on a rant about him. <laughs> by the way, Top Flight was trained by Ken Anderson. Oh, and AR God. Fox was trained by Mr. Hughes. Talk about a little tidbit there. Right, you, I'm surprised they haven't brought in Mr. Anderson yet. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't seen him in AEW. Oh, just, I'm telling you, I don't know. Like, but this is my this is the problem I have with this company. It's like, geez, man, like. Again, Leo just said 150 signed <laughs> talents. You have three hours of television. Wait, wait, wait. Ryan, is 150 <laughs> talents signed and still going? And yeah, still yeah. going, and you have three hours of television. You're still bringing in outsiders. Well, if we go by the ranking, AR Fox is 152 in the ranking because he hasn't had a match yet. <laughs> oh, man. God, that was that, even a thing anymore, the rankings? That, that was a good laugh, though. I ain't going to lie. That was a great laugh. Man. Okay, so we're on the topic of full gear. Um... <laughs> MJF cut another scathing promo. Hold on, wait, wait. This Akiyama, have you ever heard of this guy? <laughs> I know that's Eddie Kingston's, like, hero or something like that. I, I he, uh, People Our in the chat are saying he's a legend. I don't know. Not to me. <laughs> Sorry. Just had, just, I, just, I, just, I just had to confirm if you've heard of him before because no. I, I no, feel I never, like I'm I, no, I never, out of touch with the, the Listen, the only... <laughs> Listen, I'm, I I have no problem saying this. I the, the only Japanese wrestling I follow is New Japan, right? I I do know 
what's going on a bit with like some stardom stuff and then like some other Japanese promotions. But like my focus is in Japan, right? This, uh, what's his name? Aki, Aki, what is it? Aki. Akiyama. So apparently Damon's saying that it's Eddie Kingston's dream match is him. So Tony's giving it to him. Okay, fine. But I mean, again, like, you know, and I actually, so I'm going, I'll be there as well at the rampage. Cause I bought the combo tickets stupid old me and uh you know like i don't know like that match for me like just does hold nothing. on you're going sure to ramp you're going to rampage yeah sadly yeah unless i just decide to get rid of the ticket yeah <laughs> unless i just decide to get rid of the ticket i guess that's why i'm so fired up is because i'm actually going i'm actually i actually paid money to go attend this you can't go sell see. it <laughs> i'll be in the presence of akiyama a japanese legend who i've never heard of before hi i guess that's cool i got to i could check that off my uh wrestling bucket list you know by the way a little bit the of akiyama wrestle live <laughs> A little bit of math. There's only 180 minutes in three hours. So imagine, you know, they each got to wrestle for a minute and then you get to see everybody. Man. <laughs> With no commercials. <laughs> <laughs> All right. MJF. MJF John Moxley. Let's talk. Let's. I feel like we've been burying AEW <laughs> throughout the, the whole episode. Get the shovel out. <laughs> All right. John Moxley, MJF. What do you think happens here on, on at Full Gear? Obviously, MJF's going to win the title. Like, I think it's very safe to say that he's going to take the title from Moxley, and Moxley's going to get a well-deserved vacation because that man deserves it, 1,000%. But I feel like it's too easy getting, like, the baby face MJF. I feel like that's so easy. I feel like we should get swerved somehow, whether it's the firm or something else. I don't know, man. What if it's William Regal that that helps MJF win? Hey, that's something. That's something. I'd be intrigued by that. Oh, but yeah. I, but I, 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 something about MJF winning clean does not sit well with me. It's less interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you that. It, it's winning, so yeah, winning clean. Uh, MJF but, winning you know. clean just just doesn't sit right with me. I feel like we, I feel like we need to get something more. Because regardless how MJF wins, he's gonna get a pop. But mm -hmm. I, something about him winning clean just doesn't sit well with me. Probably because it's obvious based on where the, the they keep teasing where the story's going about, you know, how he has to prove Regal wrong and everything like that. So, I mean, that's probably why. But um, I don't know, man. I, I saw the, the, one of the theories on Twitter and um, really think William Regal could be potentially turning on the Blackpool Combat Club and John Moxley and helping MJF. Now, Regal doesn't need to be with MJF because MJF does not need a mouthpiece. But... You know, it could just be the same thing as Stokely Hathaway helping MJF, you know, win the, uh, the the chip at All Out. It's like he made a deal with William Regal, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think that's a strong possibility. Other than that theory, I don't really know. I mean, the firm ended up ending up helping him win. I just think that's kind of lame, too. I mean, I think everybody could see that coming, if that's the case, you know, because I know they turned on MJF, but I don't really believe that they're against MJF. I think that was a setup of some sorts. So you, um, you expect a reunion of some sorts. Yeah, but I don't know if I expected like the outcome of the match to, you know, I don't I don't know if I expect them to help him win. Well, if Ethan Page um, wins the tournament, I I feel like there's not gonna, there's not going to be a reunion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Ricky Starks is going to win that tournament, but um Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. It's definitely intriguing. I'm Curious to see which way they go, but I think we can both agree that either way, MJF is winning. Oh, this, this one thousand percent, one hundred percent. There's no way he could he <clears throat> could lose. Listen, if MJF doesn't win, first of all, 
I feel I feel for my guy John Moxley because I'm a big fan of Moxley, but I know he's gonna get booed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's tri-state area too, so it's like close to MJF's home, and I think a lot of people again, like Mox. Obviously, we've said time and time again, he's the face of this company. He is one of the best in pro wrestling. Um, one hell of a year, but I just think that AEW needs somebody new carrying the flag. Yep. Uh, per se, on their back, carrying this company. And I mean, you know, ever since AEW really started, they haven't really had that young. I mean, you know, Hangman was a champion for a little bit. So that's like the closest we got to somebody like a homegrown AEW guy, like, you know, holding a top championship. Uh, but other than that, it's been Jericho, it's been Mox, it's been Kenny. MJF would be that first like real homegrown talent to really hold the top title in the company, you know. So um, I think it's, it's much needed. And I think this that could be the injection AEW needs to get this product back on track. I told you the story you tell MJF holding the title, you hold he holds the title till like his contract negotiations. Like he tells that story as champion. Yeah. He yeah, he, yeah. I he, I he teases, I'm totally in agreement. He teases, hey, I'm gonna take this title and place it down on on Triple H's desk. You know, like yeah. he's ta- he's walking out with the title. I think you tell that story. I think it'll it'll make for some compelling TV. And when is his contract up next year, right? 2024. Okay, so you run it so, for a whole so year, whole... though? Yeah, I think MJF should be the longest reigning AEW champion when he holds it. As a heel? As, face? A, as a heel. Or a tweener, because some people are saying Well, people are going to cheer for him regardless, but I think he needs yeah. to continue being a heel, you know? Okay. Even though he's kind of, if you notice, like, and this could all be happening by design, right? You know, because we could get swerved here, but if you notice, especially with his fan interactions, like, to the crowd, he's cut down on like talking shit to the crowd a bit. Like he still does, but he doesn't do it like all the time, like how he used to. Yeah, and it could happen. It, this could all be by design, right? Because he's gonna swear right, the audience. Right. But he has cut down a bit, so I don't know if that's happening for a reason. Are, are they really gonna like lean into him turning to semi babyface? I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting. Like I said, I there's so many different directions they could possibly go in with this. So. uh I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see uh, next week. Yeah, already this week it's pay per view week. So. Speaking of uh, promos, we got a uh, Soraya, Soraya, and Britt Baker. They had a little face off this past week on Dynamite, and you know it's pretty much it was already clister, clister, crystal clear. But Soraya's cleared, right? But I don't know, man. This promo. I like the substance that we got from both women, and both women did deliver their promos. This is not about delivery. The delivery was great. The problem was that the only issue I had was when it came to Soraya's part, I felt that it was a little bit condescending on her part, you know, saying that Britt Baker hasn't done anything. Like, Mm -hmm. Britt Baker isn't a star. And then it felt like, what about me? Like, that's how it felt uh, like what Soraya was saying. And even from the crowd reaction, if you go back and, and you know, watch the promo, even some of the crowd was just like, <sighs> Even the security card was bored. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, not even, not, and I don't think they were bored, but they were just kind of looking at Soraya like, but don't just belittle this woman. And it's like, it felt like, what about me? I did this and I did that. And me, 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 me. Like, that's the, the vibe I got from Soraya. And I don't know. I, to me, if you're coming back and being cleared, 
that should be the focus of 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 this segment. You're cleared and you're gonna you're like, you know, you you say you've done this and you say you've done that, but you're gonna face your biggest challenge today, and that's me. But don't just to me, I just didn't like I didn't like how she kind of made Britt Baker seem like she hasn't done anything. Damon Chan is saying that it was a good promo, but both women kind of bury all the other women in the roster a bit too much. Do you feel like that, Mario? Well, Britt, she has an excuse because she's a she's a heel. Yeah. With Soraya, you just came in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree with you. I think um, it's basically the same thing as like what CM Punk said to Hangman in that uh, press conference where he was like, "Oh, like a guy who's never done anything in this industry." Meanwhile, Hangman's done a lot more than CM Punk has done. You know, uh, in the past few years. I mean you know, top world champion. And even before AEW, he's done a lot. So, um, yeah, Larry, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, effortlessly, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I did think the segment was fantastic. I thought, um, you know, the back and forth between the two was awesome. I think the match is going to be fun. Really excited to see Soraya back in the ring. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just nice also too, to see a women's feud and match on pay-per-view that has, some build that's not for a championship. And I think that's what we need more of uh, because, well, there's a lot of women. They haven't really been booked well. There's two championships. One's being hogged by Jade Cargill that we we don't see the the end of uh, the title reign in sight for that one. So anybody else who goes against her, it's just like, it's not even that, but there's even with that, with uh, with, uh, the CBS uh, championship story, if that's what you want to call it, it's dumb. Nile Rose it's, taken. it's completely dumb. I don't think anybody cares. That's going to be uh, my bathroom break. J- uh, Jade Carhill uh, is undefeated, not only in the ring, but also on Twitter with Bow Wow. Uh, and I think that's the only reason why people want to tune in for anything that has to do with her. Well, Bow Wow's a jackass anyway. He's always been a he, jackass. Dude, he, yo, he's losing left and right. He's, he's, he's just an idiot. Fuck him. Yeah. I mean, I do like Jade Cargill. I think she brings a lot to the table. I think she's uh, a superstar. But give me a me story. She, but, like, but like, I just want... The, the thing I want to see is like her stop burying every single person. I want to see each person who goes up against her get closer and closer and closer to dethroning her. I hope they... You know, she can't squash Nyla Rose. Like Nyla's got to make you think, like, oh, there's an opportunity, or there's a chance that she could take the the, the championship off of Jade. Even though I don't think anybody really believes it, but give me some crazy near falls I and mean, give me something. Yeah. I'll be in the bathroom during that. But <laughs> but I, 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 you know, there it'd be nice if there could be some sort of like you know build to like, oh my god, like this could be the end of her title run. Like let I me, just don't let see me hear it. a two count. <laughs> Unfortunately, with this specific match. It's they haven't given a reason for the audience to care about this. This this me taking your title and running around with it like I'm the I'm the world champion is stupid. Like it's dumb, it just yeah. it's it's dumb. Like and how Jade why, couldn't have she still hasn't gotten the title back from her. Like right, I don't it's understand just it's that. not like, a it's, it's not a real story. So I in yeah. in this specific case I can't blame anyone saying like well you know what I'm gonna go grab a shirt or I'm gonna go grab something to eat or I'm gonna take a bath because you haven't given the audience to care about this match. Like, at all, it's a it's a dumb storyline. So if you look yeah. at if you look at both women, right? They're supposed to be these powerhouses, right? But the story that you're telling is more comedy, yes, than actual like power. It's, it's a twenty four seven championship story. Exactly. That, yeah, that, that's much, what it feels yeah. like. So again, like you guys are saying, you give me nothing for me to stand on to be able to sit and watch this go through, other than comedy. Hey, I took your title. I'm walking around with it. 
You know, like again, that I see uh, Santino Marella doing that. You know, not not your top two women if you're gonna put them that way. Because remember, Nyla is your first champion. So now when you look at it, there's supposed to be these powerhouses. Jade that, is your first champion. Jade. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm talking about the, the, the women's title. Nyla won it, right? Nyla was the first. No, it was Rio. Uh, it was Rio. No, you're right. Nyla but, beat. But beat again, but even at the beginning of AEW, you had her as the monster, uh, quote unquote, to beat. But now you have these two doing comedy. That's like having the big show like dress up as, a, as a, an Irish person. You know that gives nothing to the to those characters, Mario. You know I, I've I've noticed that the last like I want to say like maybe twenty minutes or so that we've been talking about AEW. Like we've been kind of like down on it. Like notice like the tone of of us just discussing all these different things. Like the tone has been kind of it's kind of been kind of down, and it, it kind of makes me sad that that we kind of feel in this type of way. It's not that the product is garbage. It's not that. It's still. And you know it's an enjoyable watch to watch AEW Dynamite and stuff. It's just some of the things that's happening is just like eh, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the pay per view. The pay per view looks great. I, ju- I mean, God, I hope they just stop booking matches. I think there's nine matches on the card right now, and that's perfectly fine. But um, oh, we're getting I'm sure more. They'll, we're getting I'm sure more. they'll book like five <laughs> or six more. Um, you know, we'll be there all night. But I'm excited. The pay per view looks great. Yeah. It's stacked, of course, like every AEW pay per view stacked. So I'm sure it'll be great. It'll deliver. I still watch AEW every week, but it's um, it's definitely yeah. It's there's just something about it that's lacking, and it's 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 a cold product. That's it. Every week, like it's just nothing really must see nothing really interesting nothing you know i mean every week it's like this week coming up now we have another tag match between um jericho and i think sammy versus claudio and brian which is gonna be which is gonna be a four-way at at full gear yeah but like two weeks ago we had jericho and sammy versus brian and and somebody else like in a different combination of that like the just the booking's been weird uh, I, I don't know. It, there's just something about it that just really just not hitting right now, and they gotta find that again. And I think maybe MJF winning the belt, like I said before, will give the company a, a shot in the arm a little bit and spark up some interest. And, and, then, and we so. still don't know the direction of the elite or what what's going to be their mission right. when they return. Right. So that's intriguing yeah. too. Yeah, now, I don't do, know. Do the elite still have any say on what happens, or is it just straight Tony Khan from now on? No, I, I believe they still are. I mean, unless something changed after brawl out, I still think that they're VPs, right? They still have some input, right? Yeah, I still. I, I, I don't I, know clearly, how much they have, though. Well, clearly they still have input because you could tell, like their their um their uh what you know their vignettes. You could tell it's it's what it's they want. It's all them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in terms of that, yeah. But in terms of like the booking and stuff, like I think like in you know I'm not really so sure if like you know. It, it, they could probably give Tony a direction of what they are thinking, but ultimately he's the the captain of the ship. So if he don't like what their vision is, he's not gonna, you know, he's probably not gonna roll with it. Um, I don't know. I just I just don't know how much input they had. I know they did at one point, but I think once Tony Khan stepped in and really like you know everything oversees him now, I just feel like he has most of the say in a lot of things. But I mean, I I could be wrong. I don't know what goes do, on back. Do there. you guys remember like at the start of AEW when everything was new and fresh and clean? The way the AEW is going now, it feels a lot like WWE light on what McMahon was doing. I don't know if that's what that's what kind of what you guys are getting. Again, just looking at the card, you have that that four way 
That has McMahon written all over it. You have the TBS mm-hmm. Championship with comedy. That has McMahon written all over it. All these acclaimed segments with uh, the daddy-ass birthday celebration. This week they got some music video thing segment that they're doing. Yeah. All of that stuff has Vince McMahon written all over it too. But but you know what I'm saying? Like it, You're taking everything that was bad and everything that, that, we, that we buried uh, McMahon and all the booking that he did and all the decisions that he made. And it looks like... Ever since uh, Triple H took over, the damn the 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 pancake has flipped, because now you're getting AEW making the same mistakes that we were saying that WWE was making. So again, I don't know. I don't know. Ay, Dios mío. All right. Um, where's Jeff Jarrett when you need him? Oh wait, we already hired him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so CM Punk reappeared on our TV screen, sorta. Uh, he's he's commentating again. He's letting his hair grow. CM Punk ass. All right. Any thoughts? That's, you know, I, I, the dig that he, uh, you know, gave at himself was, was pretty comical. I don't know if you heard that where he's like, oh, like I'm excited for the fights tonight, but I'm not going to take part or something like that. Uh, So, you know, a a little shot at himself, but listen, he's going to be doing his thing. I know he's, uh, you know, this is not a new gig. He's been doing this commentary thing for a while, even when he was still in AEW. So, uh, yeah, he looks. He looks happy. You know. I, I don't know. He has no comments whatsoever. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. He's, man, he's, I don't care to see him anymore. Man, man I can't wait for the Luchis. For congratulations, you played yourself, man. It's, oh, it's gonna, gonna be, be a good, good one. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one this year. But man, what a what a botch! That, I think that's just the best way to describe CM Punk's AEW. Well, CM Punk's return to wrestling. It just was an absolute botch. Oh yeah, on on. So many different levels. Man. That's all I'm gonna say. We, we could do a whole another two hour extravaganza, <laughs> the rise and fall of uh, or the year of the CM rise Punk. and fall of CM Punk. Man, we might have to do that one day. AEW rise and fall. Yeah, we we might have to do that one day. What a disaster! All right, I know we don't talk much about NWA. Why would we? Because the the NWA has not been great. Thank you, Tyrus. But I I, I think this is worth having a conversation about and that's nick aldis announcing that he's leaving the nwa and when his contract Mm -hmm. is up and then nwa retaliating and suspending the guy which what the fuck but it it does it it does hit me him leaving the nwa because this guy when the nwa wasn't even part of a conversation this guy pretty much tattooed the company on his back and was like defending the title and all these independent promotions. When they was, didn't have a show. When they didn't have a show, this guy was the NWA, right? He was Mr. NWA. And when after the success of All In and you had those two great matches with Cody and Nick Aldis where they traded wins. Then 20, what was that, 2019? The NWA launched with the show NWA Power. Listen, I remember going back to that year, and I used to go on the show saying, like, hey, NWA Power was one of my favorite wrestling shows of the week. An uh, hour, a very easy hour to watch, yeah. and you kind of had, like, a mixture of everything at that time. Then, I don't know what happened. <laughs> the pandemic <laughs> hit, and everything went to shit. Listen, I, it it's... What a tremendous loss for the NWA because... You know, when you look at Nick Aldis, he looks like a fucking champion, right? He's so good at what he does 
And listen, I'm not, and, and I'm not saying he's like a, a spot monkey, like a, or like you know, he doesn't. His style is very like old school. Okay, like if he was to go to WWE, he'll fit well. He'll transition great when it comes to wrestling, wrestling style wise. But I, I don't, I don't know what's next for Nick Aldis, and I don't know what the hell's gonna happen with the NWA now. But uh, I, I do hope Nick Aldis finds a home. You know what? I don't know what promotion that's gonna be, but Girl, I could tell you. Impact. Oops. Impact? Number, uh, no, number 152. <laughs> 151. Nick Aldis is all elite, baby. Oh, uh, that's got Tony Khan signing written all over him, man. All over it. Watch. Just watch. One, five, two. One, five, two. <laughs> Just watch. I'm telling you. So, telling do you, you. think he's going to join uh, TNAW? <laughs> yeah, he should. Go back to Magnus. Uh, yeah. Yep. TNA, dude, I'm 100% positive AEW's going to be his new home. 100% positive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's got Tony Khan written all over it. Um, As far as the NWA, that company is hot garbage. I mean, holy shit. Just a complete disaster. ITWT and Titus We Trust. (laughs) I mean, like, like, dude, like, I thought that was a joke at first when I saw that they put the world championship on him. I mean, my goodness, man. Hold on, wait. Did Tyres really win the title last night? Yes. Yes, he won the title. Cardona and these people. That's why it was trending this morning. Put Bring it up because I I have to see it to believe it. They put the title on this fucking guy? Holy shit. Tyres wins the NWA championship at hard times. Listen, I want to support all wrestling, man. I, I can't. I just can't. Mario can't just saw it on the screen. Like <laughs> there you go. Tyrus wins NWA championship at NWA Hard Times. <laughs> There's your picture right there, Mario. That's awful. That is terrible. Look at that, bro. That's god awful. We went from Nick Aldis to this. What up to our boy Team Awesome that he posted that at a hard time, three tires defeated Trevor Murdoch and Mark Cardone in a triple threat to become the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. How could anybody take this promotion serious? I mean, really. <laughs> and if that's not bad enough, too, I don't know if you saw this, too. Um, MLW, they aired a Scarlet match on their television show. That was filmed back in June. They just filmed it this past week. They just aired it this past week on their actual, whatever the hell it is now, MLW uh, Fusion, whatever the hell they call it. They aired a match (laughs) between somebody who's been under contract for another promotion for about how many months now? The match was taped in June. They just they just aired it this past week. So one all of these companies are hot garbage. (laughs) I want to support them all. I love wrestling. I can't. It's hot garbage. It's awful. One of the best memes I saw uh, between yesterday and and today about Tyrus is saying that they gave him the title because NWA is about to come out on Fox News for their weekly show. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, is a joke, but everything's a joke. Tyrus. What did I say? Tyrus? Fuck that guy. I think Billy Corgan has dementia. Uh, Something's got to be off with him because you know everybody makes fun of 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 tony khan and his and some of the booking decisions he does but man (laughs) tyrus world champ baby look at that i i mean i don't want to end the show on a a show on a downer but (laughs) man 
What the fuck, bro? I, uh, I just I, I don't I don't get it, bro. I, I'm lost the words here. I don't I can't believe it. What up to our boy Antonio Tovio? He's saying the end uh, NWA is like the Smashing Pumpkins' first album. Depressing. Damon <laughs> Chan, it's pretty bad that freaking Tyrus joins the list of NWA champs, but Billy Corgan says he can't figure out any women to book for Empowered Two. So, so Nick Aldis, so Nick, so Nick Aldis, um, you think, so you, you, you think Nick Aldis is going to be 1,000% guaranteed to show up in AEW? Yeah. Cause where else is he going to go? Do you think Triple H is going to sign him? I don't see that. Go back to impact. Maybe he'll have a cup of coffee run there, but like, is he really going to go back and do that? Uh, and he's going to come in as Magnus again because he, he kind of has to, right? He can't come in as Nick Aldis. He wasn't Nick Aldis there. I think the only place is AEW or if they sign him for Ring of Honor. I mean, that's fine too. But um, yeah, I'm 100% sure Tony Khan's going to go after him. I, I could 100% see that. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I, I Nothing against Nick Aldis. I just don't think we need to see him in AEW. We already got 150 talents there. We don't need to see uh, 151, 152. But it's, it, I think it's inevitable. How about if, if, if AEW does your favorite thing that they do and just have Nick Aldis just so, show for a match? Oh, yeah. Uh, book him in the uh, for the All-Atlantic Championship against Orange Cassidy. But book him next week at the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Orange Cassidy needs a match. <laughs> Throw him on the card. Nick Aldis might be free, you know. Who cares? Book yeah, him. Book people him. here are saying that Aldis is like a prototype modern Triple H clone. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't I don't agree with that. But No, but but again, so so what do you do with this guy? Again, he he's so That's connected. Exactly my point. What do you do with this guy? You sign him. What the hell do you do with Nick Aldis? A one-off deal, and then put him on commentary. <laughs> what if he? What if he starts his own promotion with Conrad? <laughs> oh yeah, well, just like Jeff Jarrett and Conrad, we're gonna buy Impact, right, Mario? And then I see fucking Jeff Jarrett on my goddamn TV screen. God damn it! And just like control your narrative too. Who had Jeff Jarrett on their bingo <laughs> card showing up at AEW? Not me. What a year this guy's had. He's been everywhere. Hey. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is just over it. Look at him, Ryan. I'm over it, man. I'm over it. Re wrestling right now is uh, can make me feel some type of way. Let me tell you, all these oldies, man. All right, okay. Give me, give me the young, fresh blood, man. Uh, yes. Okay. Let's let's on a, let's end on a happy note. All right. Let's end on a happy note. All right. Because because I feel like the whole tires conversation just kind of brought the the room even more down than it already was. So let's let's end on somewhat of a happy note. Okay? Ar Fox. No. No, that, oh. I'm telling you, I'm clipping that, and that's getting posted on the Lucha page. <laughs> Orion going off on AR Fox. But no, 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 let's, let's end on a happy note. Yes. So I want to say like two weeks ago, give or take, GCW was teasing a big announcement, you know, when it comes to their, uh, their streaming of shows. Mm -hmm. And they announced that, which is something very smart, and I think is going to put eyes more on the GCW product. And they announced that they got a new deal with Fight Plus, which is like kind of subscription, which is pretty much you pay... Five bucks a month or 50 bucks for the whole year, and you pretty much get every single GCW show. Nice. With that package. And I think Steel. this, man, this is a deal of a lifetime. I think this is going to be great for the brand and great for their growth. With how many events they run, like they run almost every weekend, every other weekend, and mm -hmm. they, it's like two or three shows a weekend. It makes sense to just pay one price and you get all of them instead of buying them all individually. I think this is a great thing. And then you see all these other indie promotions. I actually got a kick out of it because after GCW um, announced this, 
every like indie promotion under the sun they were all like big announcement coming tonight big announcement tune in at blah 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 it's like all right just tell us just come out straight up and tell us you're on fight plus too because we all know that's going to be the announcement but it's great for all these promotions too because you'll you'll pay like one price and you get to see everything so it's cool mm-hmm. and then also it's like when gcw made the announcement it was a big it was a big deal for especially people that actually pay to watch the you know these shows or whatever i feel like every every other promotion that did it don't get me wrong i'm happy for these promotions getting this deal too i was like oh we got a big announcement it's like nah man it's not big get out of here right, like right, just announce yes. just announce that you're just you know inked up with deal with fight that's all you gotta say don't you're not gonna have the same steam that gcw had. hey right, we have right. a big like announcement we, we have a big announcement coming up what's the yeah. big announcement leo that you're gonna be on fight plus <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm 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 very happy for gcw and you know I, I still haven't subscribed yet but i i plan on doing so at some point but um good for gcw i think it's gonna help their growth and who knows man who knows um if they plan on running hammerstein again one day hopefully it won't be like the the same fiasco that they did earlier this year but regardless this is gonna help grow the company mm-hmm. yeah totally it's uh nothing but a positive thing and uh it's something that they desperately needed. Like I said, they run a lot of shows, and I think you know to have them all in one place for one price, it definitely will get a lot more eyes on the product because you know you're not asking people to pay for all these individual shows. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's it, man. Oh, do you what? You got one more thing uh, uh, that you wanted to mention? Uh, well, because I see you. Uh, see you brought up Nakamura, and we yeah. didn't talk about that. So, so, so I like. I like. And again, this would have never happened with uh, McMahon, uh, but Nakamura going to uh, fight uh, wrestling Noah, and I think Sheamus was also called on that. No, card, right? That that was a <laughs> that was a that was a, that was a, that was a fake. <laughs> just making sure. Tom, Tom Customs, Customs yeah. got uh, got Leo. Yeah. But just making sure. But no, and and this is good because again, you, you have to have your talent. Again, 151. You need to let some of them go somewhere. I think the WWE has been really good in cutting a lot of the fat. Um, but even with Nakamura having him go to other markets, I think that also helps your your brand. So. I just wanted to bring that up because again, I like Nakamura. I just think that uh, sometimes you got to let him go out and have him do his own style, not that WWE style that you have him wrestling nowadays. Dale. All right, that was I it. think uh, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. You know, I feel like this was a roller coaster in an episode because man, we got a little bit of everything. We laughed. Ryan went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed some more, and we talked about how happy we are with the AEW yeah. product. And Tyrus. That's great. Like, I, I, you know, it's Tyrus, too. Yeah, you <laughs> have a good laugh about that. Ugh. Hey, listen, you know, I, every time, every time, uh, you know, an outsider is booked on AEW television in a title match, no less, you know you're going to get something fun on this show. So, Oh, man, so good. So Nick Aldis next week. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. Right, so I'm waiting for it. Right. You guys are going to think about me. Once Once all this appears on AEW Dynamite, you guys are all going to be like, wow, you're going to think about me right away, even everybody who's tuning in right now. What, what, like, watch Ryan be there, and then Nick Aldis shows up. <laughs> yeah, right? Watch. Oh, my God. Pop myself. So fucking funny. All right, Ryan, give me your plugs then. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty active on there, so if you haven't, give that an, a follow yet. I don't know what the hell you're waiting for, but... uh do it right now. Leo? Losradio.com. If you know anybody that wants to do a show or is doing a show and is looking for distribution or is also looking for some consulting work, uh, we're here to make you guys grow. And uh, we're about to sign two more deals. So, Dali, we're, we're, we're going to be on Fight Plus. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, Lucha Outsiders are moving to Fight Plus. <laughs> Big announcement coming. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man. Um, and you know, people are gonna just if they're if people just tuned in to watch this, they're gonna think we're burying fight. With, uh, <laughs> if they just got that that part, like, hey, Lucha Outsiders are going to fight plus. They're gonna think we're. I can't buried. wait. I can't wait to see the comments on the clip of uh, everybody telling me that I'm burying AR Fox when that's not even what happened at all. I'm burying. The concept of bringing in outsiders. Hey, no disrespect to this AR Fox dude. I'm, you know, but yeah, I'm sure people will, uh, yeah, will have a ball with that. Know. And by the way, just remember, thank you, Tyrus. Oh, no, no, absolutely you, not. Tyrus. Absolutely not. All right. We were talking off air before we went, hit record and went live. We were talking about um, December 10th, the 11th. Should we make the announcement now? Is everybody okay with those dates? Yeah. Let's go. All, yeah. all right. December 10th, the 11th. That's going to be. The last two shows of the year because why it will be the annual twenty twenty two Luchis. Yeah, Woo! a little, little clap, Woo! a little cheer ski, a little cheer ski. Okay. Woo! End of the year already. Wow. So exclusively on Fight TV. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know what the Luchis are, we break down the top ten of male wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, female of the year, match of the year, uh-huh. event of the year. Rookie of the year or breakout star of the year, whatever you want to call it, and our, and my personal favorite, congratulations, you played yourself of the year. Oh, so we're have fun with that. so yes, so <laughs> there will be a two night event, Saturday Sunday. So make sure you tune in for that. But on some bad news, no, there's gonna be no show for the next two weeks. <laughs> so no, so, what are, so, what are so we, we made a return TV? for this weekend, no. right? But we're 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 not gonna have a show next week because. Obviously, we have full gear, and Leo has something to do. And then also, something to do. yeah, you. Oh you, yeah, yeah, the World Cup. Sorry. You forgot. It's your it's your gimmick, and you forgot that you're doing something next week. Yeah, the, the World Cup starts and uh, um, next week, so. yeah. And actually, I got invited. I'm gonna go on a road trip on Sunday. Okay, check Ooh. this out. So, um, shout out to uh, my boy Eric. Um, he hit he hit me up. Um, he was like, "Hey, you going to full gear?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going full gear." He's like, "You know, GCW's going to be in Rhode Island." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "You want to go?" And I'm like, "I'm not driving to Rhode Island." He was like, "Oh, you could just roll with me. It's going to be a bunch of." Them. I was like, "Okay, fine. I'm going to Rhode Island." <laughs> there you go. What Sunday? That's the day after. Yeah, yeah day after. Nice. So I'm attending GCW in Rhode Island that Sunday, and then the following weekend we have Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Hmm. So um, yeah, no shows for the next two weeks. So war games. So maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe between full gear and Survivor Series, maybe. Maybe potential. Maybe me and Ryan could squeeze in like a, a quick podcast. I don't know. Yeah, that's what she said. Mini sode. Uh, maybe a mini sode. I don't know. But for now, no show for the next two weeks. But we'll, you know, we'll see you guys soon. Our boy Ren Idrovo is saying, "Let's go Ecuador for the World Cup." I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess. You're the only one that can have a reaction to that, yeah, Leo. Yeah, so I don't, that, know. I don't want soccer, bro. So, um, okay, you can Wait, follow. <laughs> I thought we're having the World Cup, and then was it the WWE? Who's doing the World Cup? Yeah, SmackDown's doing the World Cup. It's fucking bullshit. Is it really a World Cup, though? <laughs> well, yeah, Mario. It's uh, eight wrestlers from uh, all yeah. over the world. So, yeah, it's a World Cup. Hey, man, like... listen. In a perfect world, Shane McMahon comes back, okay? The best oh, the in the world! <laughs> uh, we don't know what. Oh, man. That's, that's the... where CM Punk makes his WWE return. <laughs> <laughs> to confront Shane O'Mac. <laughs> to see who the true 
best in the world really is. You know what? That match actually might be entertaining. Shane McMahon Punk. Oh, I'd be there for the car crash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can follow me at RatedArses87. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you're going to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune out. I miss guy. Apple, LowStraders.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and coming to Fight Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> you guys got to pay $5 for the week. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Too oh, big for just one night. So. Right. <laughs> All right, then that is it. <laughs> I miss this, guys. I miss us reuniting like Voltron and just just laughing, laughing it up. Antonio Tovio said, "Let's go, let's go get the Luchis. Can't wait." Tyrus, the most boring champ ever. <laughs> I think hasn't I, even been 24 hours. I yeah, Tyrus is definitely gonna make. It. And our congratulations, you played yourself list. The the, the booking decision Already? of that. Oh, absolutely. He's going to make our top 10. Absolutely, 1,000%. I want to know who gets bumped out for Tyrus to go in. Um, Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We okay. don't give it away. Okay. So, okay. But Rhode Island, bro? Yeah, Rhode Island next Sunday. Nice. Taking a trip to Rhode Island. Shout out to my buddy Eric. Nice. There's going to be a group of us, and it should be fun. It should be fun. We got full gear. Then we got Survivor Series. I'm looking forward to uh, Survivor Series, man. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Especially with the war games. War games. Yeah. Well, thank you to everybody on the chat. Steve Jordan, Renny Drovo, Iridian, Chris Wren, uh, Damon Chan. All the people were here with us today, man. Yeah, they missed us, bro. They missed us doing live shows. Yeah. And, and, you know, they they missed Ryan's comments. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. We got to get a drop. We're like, get the shovel. <laughs> Pissing too many people off. Uh, all the AR Fox supporters out there. I didn't know there were so many of them. The, a- the AR Foxes. <laughs> Listen, man, I can't wait to clip this up and, and post they it They came out of IG. their foxhole. <laughs> there you go. There you That's go. The title, Ryan out of the foxhole. There you go. <laughs> all right, here we go. For Ryan Radar. Yeah. For the old man Leo. You're truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep Rated R. And stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night.